0: And so that really helps the mind and the body say, in order for me to be, I can take this one concept of being consistent and apply it to anything else in my life, whether it's my marriage, whether it's my money, whether it's my job, whether it's my career, whether, whether, no matter what it is, it's the same concept, but every single thing. So it's super important if you're for your growth overall.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Let's Rock podcast. I'm your host, Philosophical.
2: I'm your co host, Jay Echo. What's good?
1: What's up? What's up, y'all? As you can see, man, we have a returning guest, Mr. Ricky Getwood Jr., man. He is a life coach, personal trainer, licensed masseuse, arthur, drummer, and also a motivational speaker, man. Welcome, welcome back, man. Really man, appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here, man. You guys are doing amazing things, and I'm, just, I'm glad to be a part of it
1: thank you so much man thank you so much man so we're gonna go right into it man i want to talk about kind of the the different content you put out man Mm -hmm. it's very man i see you constantly working out but it's always a message behind that right um as far as your your ambitions and your goals and 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 being in the gym and working out a lot is a lot of discipline right Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work ethic right so how important is that you know going to the gym to our men today
0: oh man well, we, I mean, if we want to be more specific for men, uh, we, we can do that. I like to just kind of focus on everybody, you know, uh, just as a whole, as a human as a human race. You okay. know, our, our bodies are meant to be challenged, you know. And if we don't have any type of challenges, we can't grow. You know, even if you look at like the essence of like plants, you know what I'm saying? If there's no rain, if there's no wind, it can't grow at all, right? And so what's happening is nature has its own way of challenging itself. Us as humans, we don't really have any other physical way to challenge ourselves. You know, obviously, we live in a modern day where you know cell phones are accessible. You know, uh, you know we're constantly busy and distracted from the thing that actually makes us better, which is being challenged in order for us to grow. So everything that, that comes so easy, we're not allowing our body to do what it does naturally. So if you aren't taking the time to say, look, let me challenge myself for at least 30 minutes to an hour every single day, you're not allowing yourself to actually grow. Now you can grow mentally by you know learning different habits, different things like that, but that's just one part of your, your whole body, right? Your anatomy is just is is so amazing. You have voluntary, involuntary muscles, and we're only using technically, like you know, we say all the time, you technically only use 20% of your devices, right? There's about a whole other eighty <laughs> percent that we haven't even tapped into yet, man. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so I look at that just like the human body. It's the same thing. We're constantly always in our head with everything, and we forget about this whole other eighty percent of our body that can actually make us better. We're not fully functioning. So my biggest thing, like, we're fully functioning human beings. And don't get me wrong. I've done like bodybuilding shows, and I, you know, I've been super fit, super lean, all the different weird shows um, from competitions to like Running Man, different things like that. But now it's like it's just it's more about understanding your mind and your body just be healthy and be fit man you know what i'm saying if, you ain't got to have a six-pack <laughs> if you want a six-pack cool <laughs> you know what i'm saying trust me most people who like i tell people i time, if you really want a six-pack if you don't have the discipline to do simple things just forget about getting a six-pack just do simple things like just focus on being healthy Because trying to get a six pack, trying to be super lean and cut takes extreme discipline, right? So I'm looking at fitness as that's the one physical thing that you can do every single day to train your mind and body to do something over and over and over and over, right? Because it's it's just something that your body just naturally wants to do. Instead of like somebody trying to force you to do it. That's the one thing you could do. You say every day at 6 a.m. I'm going to get up and go to the gym. You're creating new habits. And now your mind and your body gets used to it. Your mind says, oh, shoot. Even if I don't want to get up and go to the gym someday, my body just so used to it. It's like, oh, I'm up at 4.30 every single morning. And I'm going. My body and my brain is just so used to it. And so that really helps the mind and the body say, in order for me to be, I can take this one concept of being consistent and apply it to anything else in my life whether it's my marriage, whether it's my money, whether it's my job, whether it's my career, whether, whether, no matter what it is, it's the same concept, but every single thing. So it's super important if you're for your growth overall. Mm. Uh,
1: that's very important, very important. I'm glad you you mentioned that because um, I, I, I do think uh, this goes back to, you know, you wanted a six pack or you really wanted to be toned, that brings a certain type of discipline, right? And it also brings a point of wanting to go zero to one hundred in such a short time, right? Thanks. Um, and, and we and we spoke about this to set the rudimentary goals first, right? What's your overall baby step goal of why you want to go to the gym? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You no, no, you're good. You wanna you wanna be in shape, right? So right. what does that let let's peel back that layer? What's the what's your reasoning for want to be in shape, right? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to impress someone? are you doing it for someone else mm-hmm. or are you, are you doing it for your own mindset to um, put yourself in a different place than you were, you know, mm-hmm. some time ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it is discipline. It is a different mindset. It is a, it, it's also some, some sort of a release of stress, right. what you have going on in your life at that current moment. Um, so I do think, you know, for me, I, I, for me, I do work out right? But I do kind of get on myself because I'm not doing it at the consistent level I should be, right? And I think sometimes discipline, patterns, behavioral changes is about consistent, right? And, you know, let's be real, going to the gym every day, right? It takes an extreme level of discipline, right? But if you're not going to the gym every day, right, don't beat yourself up about not being consistent. I think that's, I think sometimes that is, tough because you know you, as a man you know when you're not as consistent on certain things you feel you should be mm-hmm. it, can, it can it can cause an issue sometimes mentally
0: mm-hmm. not only mentally but also physically now, now now i want to be actually more specific about men <laughs> okay. okay okay go ahead <laughs> right. I'm, in, okay. I'm, in my, I'm in my 40s now so I, I feel qualified to talk about this particular topic you know what i mean okay and f- coming from somebody who was 400 pounds at one point who was on high blood pressure medication, who did wow. have that. Di- yeah. Oh yeah. I was diabetic. I had cholesterol issues. I'm talking about only on the scale of unhealthiness. I was at 10, you know what I'm saying? Any wow. particular area you could think of, I had it, you know? So I tell people all the time, I say, man, I'm the worst person to give excuses to because I've done it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I'm like, don't tell me, Oh man, I got to be on blood pressure medication forever. I'd be like, bullshit. No, you don't because i i was on it for two whole years you know what i mean wow, and the big, wow. one of the biggest things that made me want to get off of it and that y'all brother so i gotta be honest y'all the day i couldn't get an erection i knew it was a problem wow. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i, yeah. I said yeah. we have a problem sir yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. Mean? Yeah. <laughs> we have a problem and I, I was 30 32 at the time so i'm still relatively young right mm-hmm. and so you know not only was the my blood pressure a problem, my cholesterol was too bad, and then I, that's when I really started tapping into uh, stress and understanding how cortisol and hormones and everything works, right? So I didn't have an erection for almost three months straight, and wow. I'm 32, and I wow. knew something wrong, you know what I'm saying? So on blood pressure medication, on cholesterol medication, uh, thyroid medication, anxiety medication, right? And I keep telling people all the time, the more synthetic drugs you take the more you take away from your ability, your body's natural ability to do what it's supposed to do, right? Mm. So one thing you're doing is you're rewiring your system to be codependent on something external, see yeah so even in my book i start talking about that i'm like yo the battle is within yourself if you win the battle against yourself you're always going to win but if you keep searching externally for something to fix it you're always going to lose because you're taking things away from yourself and you're trying to find external sources to feed inside your body right Mm -hmm. and because everything is energy you don't know where the particular energy is coming from Mm -hmm. the medicine that you're getting where are you getting it from? You go to you go to Walgreens, get your prescription filled. The lady just had a bad day. She giving you some, you know what I'm saying? Giving you her energy with that synthetic medicine that you put inside your body, hoping to transition your body to something doing something it's supposed to do naturally, and you wonder why it's not working. Now, here you go. Another problem. You stressed out because you're on medication, you overweight, out of shape. Don't have being broke to it. <laughs> you add yeah. being broke to it for men. You talk about, um, I have testosterone issues for about almost a year, okay? And most, most men don't realize this. I'm like, they go go to the corner store, get the blue pills, I call it. Don't go to the corner store, get them blue pills, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop going to the corner store and get them blue pills, man. You know what I'm saying? That stuff is literally a killer, right? So you tra- again, you're trying to force your body to do something that it's supposed to do naturally. The reason why you're not getting an erection, okay? The reason why your body is not functioning properly is because you're not functioning properly as a man first. You gotta function properly as a man first from your mindset. So going to the gym, again, it it does release testosterone. It does increase your endorphins inside your body. You'd be consistent with over and over and over. You need a certain amount of resistance to release all the unnecessary stress that's built around your gut. I always say, look, man, if, you, if your gut is hanging over your thighs, I'm, I'm, let me just let me I'm gonna say the way i really said if your gut is hanging over your nut you got a problem <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> you got a problem right you know what i'm saying yeah. so because all that visceral fat is around your vital organs and it's preventing your body to increase blood flow to your actual testosterone to your nuts and you can't get an erection because everything's clogged up and blocked up so when you take all these artificial medicines and try to force your body to do it Okay, you making your heart work twice as hard, which is why some guys die and pass out from having sex. When you get that erection, your heart, you know, <laughs> your heart rate is going 200 miles per hour, well, actually 200 miles per hour. The valves get too too clogged up, and then boom, you're done. Going to the gym. You get that same intentional release from stressing your muscles out intentionally and it's increasing your blood flow throughout your entire body and it has somewhere to actually go. So I'm saying like, look, transition all that sexual frustration and the need to feel like a man and all the other stuff to go to the gym, man. Just lift some weights every now and then. You get the same actual endorphin release, but your mindset is in a completely different place
2: because you're doing it internally versus externally. I'll -hmm. I'll post on that because I'm not a, you know, I have certain goals for fitness and everything like that, but I know for me, just based on the way my schedule works, like I uh, I have two jobs and I'm usually not consistent on what time I'm going to be home. So I just decided, you know what, three times a week, let's just do three times a week Mm -hmm. and try and maintain that consistency and you know you fall off every now and again but like i've literally felt and seen my mood changes when i'm when i'm active like when i'm when i'm not exercising when i have a long day at work it's like life sucks you know this is terrible what am i doing here you know but the second i start exercising it's like yeah that was that was rough but you know it is what it is that's life move on what's the next thing you know just just keep pushing Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know uh what's it called everything is doom and gloom just because I didn't I didn't get a workout it. and uh like you said now like yesterday I came home and uh I was so tired I literally passed out like I uh like I was sitting down trying to do some more work and I literally passed out staring at my computer and, mm-hmm. and i woke up and my whole thing was i could work out or i could just go back to sleep because mm-hmm. that's kind of what i want to do and ultimately i ended up going to work out because i was like i i know i'm gonna sleep better if i do so let's just go do that real quick thanks yeah yeah you know it it ultimately i feel better that's right that's, that's,
0: that's the thing that they they're kind of I guess bothers me and I'm being very transparent when it comes down to people especially as a life coach and I, I I hear a lot of stories I hear a lot of excuses and I start calling them excuses nowadays some people have v- valid reasons you know their life situations and uh trials and trauma I get it some things you just just inevitable right but for the average person who lives the normal life go got your regular 9 to 5 may have a kids family and you're just tired okay if you know for a fact, when you go to the gym, you feel better. Why aren't you allowing yourself to do it? Okay. It's only because I've, okay. I say this over and over and over. We haven't learned to value our human experience yet. Okay. Mm. Once you learn how to value the human experience and you start thinking about your body, you are like, why am I going to self-destruct like that? Why am I going to self-sabotage my ability to potentially feel good? with, I'm just tired. I'm just lazy. I ain't going to do it today. And again, it has nothing to do with you need to work out five, six days out of the week. Once, you, as a, Again, as a coach, I help people realize if your lifestyle doesn't require you to work out five, six days a week and you only need a couple of days out of the week to keep your blood pressure low, to keep your cholesterol good, to give you a certain amount of energy, man, keep at it. Just do that. Like, and it really only take 30 minutes a day. Like most of my clients now, it's 30 minute workouts. They're losing weight keeping their life simple keeping their caloric intake down just do that over and over and over change your mindset to be like man i just gotta do 30 minutes a day you don't. and here's a, here's a big kicker you don't necessarily have to go to the gym <laughs> you really yeah. don't you could be yeah. in your house and i promise you i tell you like when my clients be like i don't know what to do today i ain't gonna lie i'm gonna tell you exactly what i do i copy and paste because i have 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 100 squats 10 burpees you're done go to sleep <laughs> yeah That's all you got to do. I
2: promise you'd be good. So, I mean, you, uh, again, you are a... I don't want to call you a fitness influencer because I think (laughs) there's a a stigma that comes... Well, at least for me, there's a stigma that comes with it. But you you are somebody who works in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. And um, so as someone who like you, has has had an interest in being fit for a while. There are certain things in the fitness industry that just aren't healthy. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between fitness and health for me. So what are some things that you feel like we should take away from the fitness industry and some things you think we need to leave behind?
0: absolutely uh so i always like to do negative positive or something from zero to ten you know uh and i did kind of tap on it just a little bit earlier uh the thing that you don't want to focus on so much is comparing yourself to people who actually are in fitness for a living okay that's number one right because social media is, is set up to do that like you know now you can say the influence the influence of the people who fitness is their life meaning they're in the gym eight, nine, 10 hours a day, that is literally their life, right? Their main job are as a personal trainer, as a bodybuilder, uh, is to be in the gym all day and look a certain way to attract people so they can sell their business, right? So if you look at the person who is selling the business, who that's their main job, they don't have a nine to five, they're not going into an office, they're not, you know, they don't have a regular job, you know, if you compare yourself to that person, you're not going to win because that person is dedicated <laughs> to being in the gym all day, every day, to eating right, you know, 300 days out of the year, I like to call it. Right. So that's number one. No, that's, that's point zero. Stop comparing yourself to the person that that's their lifestyle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you can't keep up with that person. You know, uh, you probably get your 30 minutes every, every other day. That person's trust me. They're working out three or four. Hours. When I worked at the gym, I was literally working out maybe three hours out of the day. Come on now. Like, Trying to catch up to a person that works out three hours a day, five six days out of the week, and you only do thirty minutes—you know, three or four days—it don't even make sense, right? Yeah. So, forget that. Just forget it all together. Uh, moving forward, the next thing, one thing you want, the one thing you do want to take from it, just like I said, I mentioned earlier, is the idea of consistency and reprogram your mind to look at fitness completely different. You know, if you look at it from a, a health standpoint first, versus an aesthetic standpoint. You're going to be okay okay so i i, I, I have, i've had several clients that had medical conditions and the first thing they want to come in and talk about i want to look like this i want to look like the rock i'm like stop just to, to stop don't do that right first of all let's let you let's let you look healthy let's get you healthy first you know first uh, let's lower your, your blood pressure. Let's get your cholesterol levels down. You know, let's take your stress level down. Let's focus on that first, because before you can physically change your aesthetics, you have to change your mindset first. You got to change your internal organs first. The, the last thing you want to focus on is the external part. You know, now there's ways to get there. If you're now if you're healthy, hundred percent healthy, I'm like okay, yeah, bet. Let's change your diet. Let's do these type of workouts over and over and over. So the the main thing is stop focusing on so much on aesthetics because the aesthetics actually come last. Even as a bodybuilder, trust me, the process is completely different. So when you see bodybuilders and they all nice, lean, and cut up, it's probably for about maybe four weeks, right? Because we do like a cut two weeks before the actual show. Right, so we cut down. Don't drink no water. You know, deplete yourself in water so you can see all your muscles and veins and vascular pop and everything like that. That's when they take a crap load of pictures, a whole lot of videos. They like, hey, I'm cut, I'm lean. Put the videos out, right? <laughs> Three weeks later, right back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, physically and aesthetically, you don't even get that until you've gone through the process, right? Uh, the, the, most, the most important thing I want you to take away from it, every trainer says this, and I promise you, that's why I never have anything bad to say about a trainer who says this. There's a whole lot of gimmicky stuff out there. Oh, take this weight loss pill. You can get abs in a couple of days. You can drop 100 pounds and all this stuff. And I tell people, I see most people know my backstory. I did lose 100 pounds in six weeks, but it was the most inappropriate, unhealthy way possible. Okay. I was literally starving myself, and I did drugs.
1: <laughs> Just being honest, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so, so
0: you did everything you weren't supposed. To. I did everything I was supposed to do, and the only thing I did was cardio. I didn't lift no weights, and so that's how I got left with like excess saggy skin. You know, and I tell people I'm saying, "You drop hundred pounds in six weeks, you gonna have a lot of excess skin. You have some stubborn belly fat that's left over because you didn't lose weight properly, right? Mm-hmm. So again, all I was doing was cardio." And I was doing all kind of, well, not, not like crack, not like illegal drugs, but like yeah. well, at this point it is illegal. Hydroxy cut is illegal. Uh, but I was on a hydroxy cut. I was doing a super Atkins diet. I was trying some, uh winch Stahl, all the other weird type of stuff. So it was technically drugs. Uh, and So I lost a hundred pounds in six weeks, but that's not right. Okay. But the thing I do want it, people to take away from every trainer, if, and when they do say this, and it's so simple, which is why now when people ask me for meal plans and workout plans, I have no problem giving it to them. Because that's the easy part. I promise you, that's the easy part. Putting up, I could do this right now. We're on the phone. Meal plan done. Workout plan done. Okay. If you start looking at food and exercise completely different, and the the basic science to losing weight is very very simple. Work out more, eat less. Yeah, that's the whole plan. I promise you. So that's a whole plan. Now, that's the scientific way behind all that stuff is pretty simple. You know, you can take your body mass index, time and times your age, different things like that. Look at your body fat percentage, come up with some simple calculations. But the average person, I'll I'll keep it very, very simple like this. Let's just say you weigh 250 pounds, okay? And you want to weigh 180 pounds. Well, eat 1,800 calories, period. Whatever, How much you want to weigh, you need to eat that times 100. That's going to be your answer, okay? keep it very, very simple. So now if you have any complications, let's say you are insulin resistant, which means every time you eat carbs or sugar, your body just pushes it out and it pushes it out your body because you can't digest it. You got diabetes, something like that. Then your body can't digest it properly. So now you don't need to be on a baseline, 18, 1900 caloric deficit. What you need to do is be uh, on a more almost keto type style diet, which means low carbs, high protein, medium fats. That's for a person who has a complication. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's when you start getting very specific with what type of meal plan to give to a person based on their condition. But the average person who just needs to lose some weight, then pretty decent shape. Look, man, take your caloric intake minus about two, three hundred calories. Eat that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Keep it very, very simple. You know, so that's the one thing I was to take away the science to every to losing weight. And showing muscle, that's a whole other co- topic, but the science to it is work out more, eat less. You'll be okay.
1: I want to speak on, you know, you spoke on it a couple, uh, couple times now, you know, you losing weight, um, being a, you know, a life coach, um, Arthur, um, those are what we call, you know, me personally, accomplishments and accolades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even being a licensed massage therapist, right? Absolutely. Um, mm. How important is it for men these days to have these you know to have accomplishments and accolades
0: man my personal story i'll be honest with you so my my first book was how to be happy coming from a non-college graduate okay and i wrote that because that was my issue that was my issue that i didn't finish any of my degrees i started off a psychology degree i started off as a physical therapist didn't finish none of that okay started stop started stop started stop and so through it, throughout that period of starting and stopping, I found myself being very depressed, you know, or not feeling uh, accomplished or feeling inadequate and somewhat incompetent, you know, for lack of deeper terms, uh, because, oh, I didn't finish my degrees. And then all these other people I know, they had a degrees and they're out here making millions and they speaking and doing everything. Funny thing is they're doing everything I'm doing now. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the funny part. That's the end of this whole topic right here. But um, being able to say that i did something for myself makes makes me successful is not only the most important thing i did but i really feel like it saved my life right mm. because again i was suicidal i was i had mental issues you know I, again i was on abilify and tramadol and all the other stuff because i thought i had mental issues i was like no you ain't got mental issues you're not necessarily depressed you have depressing situations that's the difference okay mm. some people are clinically depressed and i have nothing wrong with that i get it I've been through it. I I, I talk about it freely because I've been through it, okay? I've been through going to a psychologist and a psychiatrist, counseling, therapy, all the other stuff, and uh, now being a coach and everything else. But I was like, well, I only want to get into psychology to understand myself, okay? (laughs) That's why I really want to get a psychologist. So how about I just take the time to actually understand myself? And when I started understanding myself, I started picking out things that I know I need for myself to be better, and I just started doing them things over and over and over and over, right? So people laugh at me now because I got like 37 certifications and two licenses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? You just yeah. you started
2: and never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: I, what it's I, about. Yeah, that's the thing. I, so my reason for doing that was, and here's a it, funny, it's almost a catch 22 and it has a little bit of a, a twenty a dark side to it because every time I, I got another certification, I was expecting that, feeling to make me feel more accomplished okay mm-hmm. i wanted that that feeling to substitute oh i uh you know i didn't get my degree so the certification is suffice you know so let me go get another course let me take another class let me take another lesson let me get another license you know over and over and over and even when i did get back into college i was like i don't want this this is not what i want okay i, I don't yeah, want yeah. this you know um So I started saying and thinking to myself, again, I never coach people unless I coach myself. I do it all over and over and over. Say, Ricky, what do you really want? Or better yet, what do you need to make you feel validated? Right? And the answer to that was, Ricky, just be yourself. Be yourself and find the thing that you actually like to do and put the fucking pedal to the metal and go that route. Like, just go there, you know what I mean? So every man, and that's funny you say, y'all say that. I promise you. And I was just talking to, uh, I was talking to my barber about this, you know, he was like, man, sometimes I don't feel qualified as a man. And I said, I get it, bro, trust me, I understand. Send him
1: this podcast. Yeah, I'm (laughs) looking forward to sending it to him.
0: I'm really looking forward to sending it to him, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of men don't feel qualified because they keep comparing themselves to everybody else, right? The The thing that gets me into a lot of rooms and I can tell people, they, they say, man, you go over here. I got millionaire clients. I hang out with politicians and different things like that. And I don't have a degree <laughs> at all, right? So I'm like, a degree has nothing to do with it, which is how I wrote my next book, Reprogram Your Happiness, right? Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with a degree. It's all about the perception of yourself, okay? So the thing that makes a person feel incompetent, and this this is just the truth, when you really think about it, you only feel incompetent when you haven't applied the actions to the thing that you desire the most. Really think about it. You start. You only feel insecure. Think of the word, insecure. I'm not secure in a particular area. Why am I so secure in these areas of fitness and psychology talk and therapy talk? because i put the freaking work in you know what i'm saying so i'm secure to a certain level in these particular areas so why do men need to have these certain accolades certain accomplishments because it makes you feel competent as a man it makes you feel competent as a person not just as a man so your dick don't make you a man right that doesn't make you a man what makes you a man is being able to sit back and say hey this is who i am this is what i do this is what i stand for take it or leave it i'm good
1: Mm -hmm. I will add to that because you, you mentioned about being depressed. Right. And yeah. and it kind of made me think, cause I was there too. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I was so depressed to a point where, you know, I did have those suicidal thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I felt at that time I was so depressed at the fact that, you know, at 18, I wanted to be married and have kids. Right. <laughs> right. So I got into yeah. relationships and I blamed the, and this was early in my, you know, before I way before I got married. Mm-hmm. I blamed the person I was with, right? Because I was, I didn't have what other people had. Yeah, right? yeah. So I blamed the person I was with, and 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 pushed them, and and really, you know, resented the 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 relationships I was in, and and that's probably and a lot of that was my fault. I resented the partners I was in because. I wasn't getting what everybody else was having. Yeah. Right. And I was depressed to the fact that, man, why isn't this happening? Mm-hmm. Right. And I became so depressed that I started questioning God mm. on why why don't I have you know a family yet? Right. Yeah. Why don't I why am I not in a in a in a nice house? Right. Mm. Why am I not having the the um facade, you know, fairy tale of happy wife kids and just living living glorious right Mm -hmm. because that's what i was seeing from other people Mm -hmm. right but what i didn't understand was i was trying to mimic who i wanted to be through somebody else Mm, say it again right i was trying i was yeah i was i was trying to compare what everybody else had and trying to mimic the so-called man right that they what they had not understanding who i am right right and I think a lot of that is so misunderstood. And in fact, me and Jay had the conversation earlier to where, you know, I was at zero, right? Mm. Um, feeling like, yeah. man, I didn't have my own place to, to be able to provide, right? Mm. Why? Why didn't I have my own place? Because everybody else had their own place. How do I get there, mm. right? But I ignored the fact that I was like, man, you know, who am I, mm-hmm. right? Who do I want to be? And who I, who I am and where I want to be I just thought about this yesterday. Mm. Right? And I'm in my late 30s right now. Right? And I just saw a I was looking at a video to where um it was interesting, man, like if me today met me 20 years ago, right? Mm. If if I had a if I was sitting right over here and I was I was 19 years old, what what would I tell myself? Right? Mm. And what I would tell myself and and I guess the whole point and premise and purpose of this podcast is that right what you're going through right now, however you may feel like you're a zero, you may feel like you're depressed, right the whole point and the whole thing of don't let the exterior you know society tell you you know you're crazy, so we mm. need to put you on this medicine mm. right Thanks. uh you know you're 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 obese. Right. So we got to put you on this medicine, right? Right. Figure out who you are, figure out who you want to be. Right. Then if this is something you want to take on, don't look on somebody who's been doing it for 10 plus years and has the discipline and trained their mindset and behaviors to be able to go to the gym every day. Right. Right. To be able to, you know, um, tell a story like you are Ricky. Right. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Because you were at a zero. Mm-hmm. Right. Jay, you were at a zero. I was at a zero, right? Yeah. But I had to understand, like, like now I feel like I can be in a room with, with politicians, millionaires, mm-hmm. other podcasters, right? Mm-hmm. Producers, executives. Why? Because I know who I am, and I feel like I'm relatable to their story because everybody has a story, right? right? You've got to be authentic. You've got to be yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes people view other people as a threshold or a milestone to get to that point, but they're only mimicking who they are, who the other person is, instead of mimicking who you are. That's... Right. You can't you, like <laughs> that. That's one thing I will say about my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of things I want to do, but it can't be done in 10 minutes. Right right yeah and you've got to be able to articulate that and understand not only within yourself but the partner you're with mm-hmm. to understand that you know i get t- sometimes i get tired of having to go back to the drawing board because i put myself there
0: Facts.
1: right right and i feel like that's so misunderstood with men mhm mm-hmm. right um mm-hmm. you we get tired of going back to the drawing board right Right? right, um, and that's part part of the next question we're going to ask in a few minutes. But getting yeah. tired of going back to the drawing board because we're trying to figure out a uh, back in the day we called it a a, a, a get rich quick scheme, right? Right, a, yes, a get rich quick scheme with um our body with our mind,
0: right,
1: right, and and not figuring out who we are.
0: Facts, facts. Man, let me just say this right quick, it's On my mind, go ahead, go ahead. My brain was going, I a <laughs> 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 little in my head. It's like, uh, because again, I'm a, I'm a huge energy person, man. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm big on frequency. So, when that frequency hit, man, it's like, I'm a surfer, just ready to go out there and hop on that wave and ride it. You know what I'm saying? Even, yes. though, I've, even though I've never ridden um, a surf before. But anyway, <laughs> actually, I did try to ride a boogie board and, and I got I almost died. But anyway, I'm too big, bro. It's like, uh, what, what do I do with this thing? And then catch, on, catch on the, like, them boys that be surfing, they'd be serious, man. If you get yeah. in their way, I yeah. was like, bro, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't know. There were was, was rules out in the water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's rules in the yep. water. You can but, die out here. Literally,
0: literally. <laughs> from a shark or somebody beating you up because you yeah. got their way. Yep. Man, but you said something that was so key and I promise you, I promise I could show a text message. I had a full text message conversation with my sister earlier today. So it's amazing that you asked that question, right? She asked me, she always, she every now and then she'll ask me, am I okay? And mm-hmm. I get it, Okay. And I know she's, she's prying and picking just a little bit. I know she is because, you know, she cares and she knows my mindset, right? And I was honest and I told her this because then I have a whole other situation going on with my son, you know, like he's on drugs. I don't mind telling you a story. He's on drugs. He's been in and out of psych ward, different things like that. So somebody who is, you know, into counseling and life coaching and motivational speaking, my own battle It's right here in my house, you know what I'm saying? With my son, my daughter, everybody. I was like, wow, like I have to go through it, which makes me. Here's the thing: it actually makes me good at what I do. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like I can't tell these stories and talk about it if I haven't been through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which brings to my point: we're talking about going through things, right? And I learned this junk. So this is my this is my third marriage. I'm engaged right now, right? Third marriage. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So my sister asked me. She was like. She said, you go through these phases over and over and over. And I talked. I was very honest and I'm very transparent with myself. I said, man, I go through these phases over and over and over and I don't mind telling you my story because what I what I would do, because I had daddy issues and I wanted to make sure that I was a better father for my kids, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I was a better father for my kids. So in my attempt to make uh, better decisions for my kids, I was also hurting them during a the process, okay? Okay a young age, y'all older now, they're 19, 21 and 23, so they, they're not, they're older now, but still kind of coping and dealing with things that happened when they were younger, right? Mm-hmm. We're good. We're in a good place. I'm still working on my older son. But what I would do was this. I would leave the person I was with because I wanted to be there for my kids, sabotage the relationship I was in. Got engaged, got married, sabotage it. I don't want to be here. I need to be here for my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Leave the relationship, go get in my own place, Get set up for my kids, you know what I'm saying? We spend a couple of months together. And then they they're kind of a teenager around the town. So they go do their own thing. So I don't see them for a couple of months. I get back in another relationship. Okay. Still try to have a good relationship with my kids, but you know, at the same time, when your kids, your teenagers, they're younger, when you get another relationship, they still look at that as you pushing them to the back burner, especially when they're younger. You know what I'm saying? So the whole yeah. blended family thing, right? So getting another relationship. Then I sit back, sit and look at it again. I was like, dang, I did it again. I didn't spend enough time with my kids and I got another relationship. So what I do, self-sabotage that marriage.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Get out of it all over again. Get my own place. Reestablish myself with my kids all over again. Spend a couple of months doing that. Meet somebody else. Push my kids slightly to the back burner. Get another relationship, right? And I was like, yo, this pattern I'm stuck in, we're talking about a hell loop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, people are talking mm-hmm. about like, no, uh, esoterically speaking, you know, living in hell is literally that. You are literally living in a hell loop. You're doing the same shit over and over and you are living in hell. How do you mm-hmm. go from hell to heaven? You change the patterns. Yeah. You change the cycles. Okay. Yeah. If, you st- if you break the cycle, you can break the cycle off and go another direction and head towards heaven, which is where I am. Nah. Okay? Yeah.
2: So
0: my life, is a little bit more heavenly because I've broken the cycle and I'm going to put myself on a new path towards heaven. Right? So in this particular case, when I realized I did it again in my current relationship, I was like, dang it. I did it again. I broke up with the last person, got my own place. Me and Nikki got together. And then here we are again. Kid you not. I, my, my mind went there again. It was like, oh, I need to spend time with my kids. I was like, mm. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying not to, I don't like to use the N word, but I'm like, boy, if you don't stop this cycle, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, if yeah. you don't stop this cycle, you're going to do it all over again. And you're going to hurt more and more people over and over and over. So what I had to learn how to do was learn from my past. I had to learn. So why do we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over? Because we never learn a lesson.
2: Yeah. You
0: never break the cycle. You yeah. never, you yeah. never, You never realize that I'm doing the same thing over and i never learned i keep repeating it over and over and over and the thing i'm doing is bringing one hellish hellish situation to the next hellish situation to the next yeah. hellish situation okay so you keep repeating it and it's a various i mean i don't care whether you're christian buddhist whatever it they all say the same thing if you don't learn the lesson you're going to repeat it period mm-hmm. point blank so
1: so what, what was your lesson can you kind of tell absolutely. what did you do to break that lesson Number just one, to kind of should... for people that's going through that
0: Absolutely, I had to check myself. Okay, okay. I checked myself, and I gotta ask myself. Okay. I looked, bro. I looked in the hardcore mirror, and I was like, "Negro, what in in hell?" I literally said it, "Negro, what in hell are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you say it that way, it sounds so much different yeah. versus "What the hell are you doing?" "What in hell are you doing?" Like, why are you in hell? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that question from a different perspective. Like, why are you in hell? and sit back and think about it because of the decisions that i made put me in this particular place i held my own self accountable i was the one that made all these decisions it ain't nobody else i was influenced but i was only influenced based on my emotional dependency Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. the truth Mm -hmm. those things influenced me based on the things i feel like i didn't have which is why i always say people always seek the thing they feel like they don't have so if you're seeking happiness, you try to make it and create it over and over and over. Instead of just being happy, then the happiness comes to you because you actually create it. Mm. So now I check myself. I sit back and check myself. I said, what in hell are you doing? I said, wow, I'm self-sabotaging my life and I'm making everybody else pay for it yep. because of my own personal issues. Yep. So I said, Negro, yep. you got a man up.
1: <laughs> you yep. got
0: a man up. So this particular time, instead of self-sabotaging, set things in order i don't have to leave a situation that's not a bad situation and be available for my kids what i can do as a man as the head of the house as the king god man whatever word you want to use is Mm -hmm. put everybody in order hey kids i'm gonna see you on this day at this time i'm going to work Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i started putting things in order Instead of self side because I, I know I told my sister earlier, I said, man, one good and bad thing about me, and I never like to categorize things as good and bad, but in this case, it makes sense. I have a all-or-nothing attitude. So, yeah. I, bro, if you say, hey, Ricky, look, it's a million-dollar idea, and if you invest everything you got, it's going to work. If I feel it, here, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's how I am. Yeah, I don't That's- think about yeah. it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and also, on the flip side of it, if you're like, hey, yo, this thing is bad, we need to back out. I'm like, done, I'm done, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but that is, that's not how life works, okay? If you look at just the essence of life and the, and the productivity the productivity of everything, everything has some type of balance, okay? Even yeah. if you think on, I mean, you, you know, IT stuff, even if you're looking at it from a, like an electrical standpoint, it has, yeah. it has some type of conductor and semiconductor, it has to all flow together, it's negative, positive. Yeah. If there's not something that keeps that thing balanced, something is going to explode. You know, if it's something open and something's gonna be exposed and so on and so forth? So the essence of life is to create balance in your life. I say if you yeah. want to have a kingdom, create the actual balance. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't have to just be an asshole all the time. You could be kind of an asshole and be kind of chill.
2: <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what uh, I'm saying? <laughs> it's just balance I'm, I'm, man go ahead sorry i'm sorry i i love that you're saying all this because it literally one it ties into the entire conversation we're having but it also ties into everything that we say on this podcast where yeah. you're like you said you you took accountability for your situation and you decided you know what let me figure out what i want and what i actually need you did that let me let me establish let me st- establish some standards of the expectations for myself of what I'm going to be doing right Uh, let me you know, let me set my house in order. let me make a decision and stick to it. and you got there by the the you know, by being selfish so to speak, right like mm-hmm. all right, yes, everything I do has consequences, but the center of that is it's everything I do for So whether mm-hmm. it's my health, I need to take accountability for my health. Whether it's your family, I need to take accountability for my family situation and my relationship. Whether it's your finances, oh, I want a specific career. It's like, all right, what, like you said, right now I am at zero. I don't like where I am. I don't like what I'm doing and I'm in a health life, so what what changes can I make to to upgrade my situation? For, you know, and I uh, I'm a I'm a music head, so I I I like to relate everything to like everybody knows I'm I'm the one with the, with a the quote, a saying, a song, <laughs> something like that. That's nice. sort of my <laughs> you got but, a song, uh, you got a song for every situation, huh? Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've also found out recently that I just randomly break out into song when I'm just not thinking about it, which people people think is unhealthy sometimes. But you know, it is what it is. It helps me cope. I'll I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. Why do you say it's <laughs> unhealthy? No, that
0: is the most healthiest thing you could do.
2: Yeah, I mean, but um, the one of the things you said is um. <clears throat> Oh, and I will not just blank out on it, but one of the things you said, is you, you reach externally for all of the problems that you need to fix internally first. And I was just thinking of it, and it's like, oh, um, you hear all these songs about, especially in our community, being the Black community, about, oh, I'm going to upgrade this person, or I'm a going to fix this person, right. or I'm going to lift this person out of their situation. But when we do that we don't give them the tools to fix what's going on with them we just fix the situation and right. like all right you're good now obviously you're happy <clears throat> it's like that's that's not that's not how you create lasting change that's not how you create an effective an effective actual you know solution right um and the other thing that i've been trying to focus on lately is you know we as people who try to change, who are trying to affect the world positively. You know, there's... A lot of us do it because we believe we are right. Mm -hmm. And somebody, I can't remember who it was, but I was watching The Diary of a CEO, which is a YouTube channel. They just interview CEOs and everything like that. Mm -hmm. There was a gentleman on there who I am forgetting his name. And if I remember, I will... uh, I'll find the link and we can post it. But um, he said, there's a difference between being right and being effective. Mm. And you can be right all day. (sighs) But if you are not effective in what you are doing, then it doesn't matter. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same thing of like, oh, you can be be correct. But if people don't like you, then it doesn't matter. right? Right. So going back to what you just said, like, oh, you can be, you can be a jerk, but hold back on it sometimes and just be a little chill. Every <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. if, if you're just the jerk who's always right, all people are going to focus on is he's that jerk. Exactly. Like, sure, he's, he's making sense, but I don't like him. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right.
1: So. Um I wanna I wanna talk about something. Um you had a you had an amazing post uh the other day and I kinda wanted to ask a question uh, about it. You you talked about winning the battle against ourselves as men, right? Right. Um but what the question I wanna ask is that uh why do you think men are losing so much so quickly and how can men win the battle?
0: Yeah, why are you losing so quickly?
1: Yeah. I feel oh, like I, yeah, really? why 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 is well first do you feel like a lot of times when we as men we lose it's, it's all over do you do you feel um like it's over mm-hmm. and i i kind of because like with the situation where you said man i was 400 pounds right mm-hmm. i had to look in the mirror you know constantly getting into different relationships right mm-hmm. um speaking for myself you know i said man it's it's no hope it's over you know what mm-hmm. i mean like this is this is who this is how life is right right uh when really you know those are really just tests to to say you know um it isn't like this right you know what i mean it's temporary um so that's kind of my question you know like what do you what do you kind of give some examples of, um you know information on Mm. men that feel Uh like man it's just over because it's very easy to to, kind of hone in on negativity
0: man it's it's so easy and i'm gonna say one thing and kind of paraphrasing this quote but you know one thing we like the word hope right uh Mm -hmm. hope is hope is all hope is first of all our greatest detriment but also our greatest power at the same time okay but it it mainly depends on how you use it most people do not understand how to use their own power so they do feel hopeless okay the person that knows how to use their power is power is very hopeful mm-hmm. they're hopeful because they have they understand the power that they actually possess the problem with most men is when they feel like it's over is that they haven't even tapped into like even one percent of the power that they actually possess because the power that yeah. they think they're needing is from somebody else but the power is always within you and they haven't accepted themselves so yes it's easy to say oh man all hope is gone it's over i'm at a point in my life where i'm broke i'm overweight my girlfriend left me she took my kids she took everything from me and we can we can look at stats and different things like that but life has a polar balance right because like we always feel like the world is against men okay but just like there's every positive there's also every negative there's always negative for every positive. We just been so focused so much on the negative. That's the only thing we keep putting out there over and over and over. Mm-hmm, so what do you mm-hmm. expect everybody to expect to to mm-hmm. accept? You accept it because everybody's expecting it. They're expecting it so you accept it. No, you don't have to yeah. accept that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it like, and it and it, yeah. and it consumes
1: people. That's and it what consumes. I'm saying. Yeah. You, and and, don't and have to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> now go ahead. It's funny. I just wanted to uh name a uh, uh, acronym that mm-hmm. i found um hope stands for how our power is evolving Ooh, i don't know if I you guys that. have i don't know if you guys have ever thought about that or look that of, on
2: the shirt <laughs> i know <laughs> you know Listen, you t-shirt.
1: mentioned I, I like the way you mentioned hope and you know people that feel hope or hopeful or hopeless right meaning basically how our power is evolving and so I just, kinda, I just wanted to kind of i just wanted to kind of Bring that in there, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's,
0: no, it's perfect. No, it's perfect the way you said it. Because think, I promise you, I had this, I had a, an amazing conversation with a shaman friend of mine the other day, when we ha- we talked about how we misuse words so much, mm. and how we don't understand the words that we're saying, and we just say it without understanding that words that we're saying are actually manifesting and meaning and creating something. Okay depending on your intention behind your word is what you're actually putting out into the universe to God for it to come back to you, which is why even in the Bible says, my word cannot return back to me void. Think about that. If you if you really like hear it again, words are powers, words are spells, whatever, how you want to say it, right? Because even in the, if we say that scripture all the time, my word cannot return back to me void. Meaning if I say it, it can't come back to me empty so whatever comes out of my mouth it has to come back to me whether it's negative or positive and it has to come back so watch the words that you're saying so when you say things like i am hopeless meaning i am less than i am low okay when you say i am hopeful that means i am full of hope hopeful That myself is full in this particular situation. You know what I mean. So if you start saying things intentionally and actually put some emphasis behind it, which is why I always laugh at guys like you know, you know, you know. I'm gonna lie. We try to act hard sometimes. You know, we try to act hard, be cool. I get it. You know what I'm saying. And I'm the quirky big guy. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) I I am. I know I am. You know. I just don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm free, man. You know what I'm saying. So. The, the biggest thing is is like the beautiful thing is how i was raised which makes me kind of very multicultural very uh culturalistic in every area because i was raised in the hood went to a predominantly white church and then went to a mixed school so it was like i had a combination of everything <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> but even with all that i learned how to apply every single thing per situation you know what i'm saying so Guys feel like they're hopeless, and they feel like, "Yo, this is the end of the journey for me." Number one thing I always say, and I hate to go there all the time, but I'm like, "Yo," and it sounds very cliche is, but it's so true. If God and life was done with you, you would not be here. Period. If you have to use yeah. that one thing to keep you going, use that, because that's the yeah. fact, if you was done, you'd not have to wake up today. You could have just died in an accident. There's a million people die every single day. So you mean to tell me that you woke up the next day and you feel like hope is gone? Change your perspective. Reprogram your mindset because hope is already there because you woke up. Yeah, That's it. Use that as motivation. But because, again... We're looking externally. You wake up the next day, the first thing you do, you get on your cell phone, you look at social media, you go to a job that you don't like. You argue with a girl that you don't really want to be with. Your kids feel like they hate you because you have created this hell in your life and you keep doing it over and over and over. And now you feel like all oh, hope is gone. Man, put your foot down and say, I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got, I, I had to do it. So I'm telling you what I had to do. And i say, look, yeah. you, I hate to say this word too, but it's, it's so true. You teach people how to treat you right and they yep. only treat you the way you treat yourself yep. so as soon as you start setting standards for yourself they'll realize that ricky is a man of standard i'm not an asshole but i'm not anybody to walk over either you know what, mm-hmm. what i'm saying i'm mm-hmm. just not that dec- i have a really good balance and i will smile and tell you off like it ain't nothing <laughs> you know what I mean? yep. i'll be just like this be like dog, you might want to get out my way because it's just stupid <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and be, you know because you don't have to be all that we've been talking we about to be aggressive we got to be hard all that's like man now nah, just say what you're gonna say and go on about your business Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. the the idea is, when you feel like you have nothing, you got to look at the smallest thing and realize that it is everything. Because the smallest thing is everything. The simplest breath that you take really is everything. You know how much you know how much energy it takes for you to actually breathe. That's mm-hmm. why I got into psychology and understanding the mindset and 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 uh, massage therapy is like, yo, this human body really is amazing. You know what I'm saying? You know the process to actually breathe through your nose? How many filters go through your nose before it goes through your lungs? The whole process, just the, like, the fact that we're talking right now takes a good about 120 calories just yeah. to sit
1: here and talk. And, and, and the thing about it is these conversations aren't being talked about either. Right? Well, they, they're uh, not popular.
0: That's why. No, they're, mean, not,
1: they're not. But no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, they're not but, popular. But, but, but
2: that's uh <laughs> But it goes back to exactly what you were saying, in, in terms of like the, the words you put out have an effect. They have power, you know. Mm-hmm. Like for, so Phil and I were having this conversation earlier today. Like I uh, and it ties into what you were saying. I, I do not feel like about the uh, insecurity. I do not feel like my life experience necessarily is relatable to everybody else. Mm. Part of that is because I know my, my, like, not that my life is unique and I've led this, you know, I'm not an alien, you know, other people have lived my life, but it's just like, I am somebody who I don't share. I don't share that. But, like you said, the fact that I didn't share what I was feeling, what I was going through, just because I internalized that. Oh, I internalized young that pain is just going to be a part of my life. So I can either learn to deal with it, or I'm just going to be complaining all the time, right? So I stopped vocalizing when I was uncomfortable with something or when when I didn't like something because it's just like I'm going to have to deal with it, you
1: know. And that translated
2: into I will try and do everything by myself. Or if I don't feel like I am qualified for the thing or secure in that thing, then I'm not going to attempt it. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: With that thought process, and you may be about to answer it, but with that thought process, how has it developed your character?
2: So, positively and negatively. So, positively, it means I am like i i don't want for much i'll say that like mm-hmm. i uh it's very easy for me to be content in a situation mm-hmm. but negatively it is very easy for me to be content in a situation <laughs> mm-hmm. if that situation isn't right it's just like well this is just something i have to do with. even though it may not be the best the healthiest the, the right thing it's like oh these are just struggles that I have to go through to, to, uh, so prime example, um, we're speaking about, uh, you're all in on, on situations that you go into. through. So I, uh, when I was younger, thought I had a business opportunity and went all in, I'm talking about giving money, giving time, giving energy, giving everything I can so that I can succeed. And about and then uh, and then I went into the hospital for a medical procedure that basically meant I could not work for the next year, year and a half. Hmm. So. i sunk all this money into a business venture that essentially blows up and implodes while I'm in the hospital going through this medical procedure. And I can't work to recover all of the money I've sunk into it. And uh, I don't have any job prospects right now because I've been out of work for a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, like, I'm sick, so my body is betraying, or at least that's how I feel. So at that point, I'm just looking at it like, yo, you. these are all decisions you made that brought you, you know? because you were you were just getting along to get going along to get along totally. mm-hmm. and and now you're in a situation where you can't see a way out of it at least at this point and it literally took me i'll say that was in that was in like 2015 right 2015, and I didn't work again until fall of 2016. So it was basically a year and a year and eight months of me not doing anything, not being able to do anything to get out of my situation. Mm. And Mm. then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, hey, you can now start applying for jobs hey, uh, what's it called? You can start building up your savings again. And, you know, like Phil, I was in the place of, I've wanted to accomplish all these things, and I haven't done anything to anybody to deserve where I am right now, so why am I here? Mm -hmm. And so I start working again, I uh, I start earning money again, I start building my savings, but I never learned the actual lesson. I never learned the... It's the choices you made that brought you here. So it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, if I have money, then none of this is okay. That's the lesson I took initially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I reached externally for the solution. Mm -hmm. And in... uh, What was it? In 2019... No. Yeah, in... Sorry, not 2019. 2018. I ended up in a similar situation, meaning I'm not working, I'm not earning money, and I'm not accomplishing the things that I want to. And so I'm back at zero, which is where I've never wanted to be again. And like you, it was that hard conversation of, why are we here again? Because you said in 2017 that you were never going to be here again. Mm -hmm. So what have you done (laughs) to change and why are you still back in this situation? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it boiled down to you, like you said, you never learned how to use right. the power you have. Absolutely. Because yeah. I can, like, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm, I'm a pretty intelligent dude. Nah, like, bro, toot, I, go ahead,
0: toot your own horn, man. You're supposed to, bro.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Steve Jobs or nothing, but you know, I'm, I'm intelligent. I, I, mm. I'm a logical thinker and I'm a technical person, mm. So there are certain skills I have that I know can earn me money. Mm. Professor Why Echo. Have I, hmm? Professor Echo. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But I've never leaned into that because I thought, oh, I should not be this. I should be this instead. Yeah. Yeah. and the this instead is all stuff that other people told me I should be doing right it's like oh you need to you need to be an entrepreneur yes cool but I know I like teaching I know I like storytelling I know I like um I, I those are the things I like so in uh like to to make it more concrete in uh in 2020 after I have my come to Jesus moment, which essentially led to, all right, you've been talking about switching careers for the longest time, but you've mm-hmm. been afraid to because you don't want to fail. Do it because right now you literally have nothing to lose. So I started training for uh, IT and cybersecurity, which nice. is which is uh, what I'm what I'm in now, and I did so well in it. That the boot camp that I learned at that I trained in, they called me back and asked me to be a, a teaching assistant. Come on, bro. I was like, all right, cool. That, that's uh and that's the that's the first job I got, basically. It didn't pay me anything initially because I was a sub, but mm-hmm. it was still something I could put on my resume and say, Hey, I'm teaching cybersecurity. Cool. Next job I get is the IT side of stuff that I've that I said, I literally said, hey, I want to get better at the fundamentals. So I want a job where I can sit and learn for about a year, a year and a half mm-hmm. and see, uh, see what my next move is. Next job I get is in April. The next significant job I get is in April that I've been working in since. uh what's go. This is April 2020. Uh, got the TA job in October of 2020. Got the uh what's called, the other job in April of 2021. I've had both jobs since then. Mm. I've earned enough to to accomplish some of the milestones that I had in mind. The uh oh, I need a place to live. Mm. Oh, I need to start uh start being able to invest. Oh, I need to start putting capital in stuff. Oh, I need to start, you know, accomplishing things that I want to accomplish. Like, like you've already done being, becoming an author, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And it's all about, unfortunately, it took me being at rock bottom to get to that. Point. Uh,
0: let me say, can I say, let me say it real quick.
2: Yeah, yes. go ahead. Fortunately. Oh, fortunate. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. Fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, it took me being at rock bottom rock bottom to get to that point yeah. but yeah. it's i say all that to say like all of the things you talk about you're talking about right now in practice they work because mm-hmm. it was literally uh when i was at that place of why am i here again i uh i sat down and i literally wrote it on the board and i was like if i don't need it to get to where i'm going that I don't mm, mm. so I stopped doing everything but let me focus on my career let me focus on my health let me focus on my goal mm-hmm. and it was during that period that Bill and I actually started the uh the podcast Phil didn't know yeah. about it at the time but <laughs> yeah, yeah he didn't know about it at the time but like being able to like podcasting was a goal of mine that I had written down, like a potential mm-hmm. venture. I had written down on a sheet of paper at one point where I was like, Oh, potential business opportunity. Author was one, podcaster was one, uh radio, like there was there was a whole bunch of stuff that I just wrote down mm-hmm. and just started doing stuff and lo and behold, here we are. And girl, and if I had mapped it out, I wouldn't have gotten there. Because I would have just been like, ah, oh, there's no way I could do this. Mm-hmm. But I just started yeah. doing stuff like you. You just start yeah. doing stuff start and trying it. stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, how did I get here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I know how I you got here. You know how here. you got here. Yeah, yeah. I know how I got here, but right. I didn't expect to get here What I got here. And, and facts. It, it is
0: what it is. facts. Facts,
2: facts, facts. What word would you say? spirituality and and religion has played in your journey to get to oh man everything and
0: i'm gonna say everything god man you don't have a whole lot hour to talk about this but uh. <laughs> hey, if you want if you want
2: to move this to the echo chamber we can do that yeah so, i mean yeah
0: uh, definitely i'm gonna keep it short because that's um this my last this book i just finished uh, winning the battle against yourself and you have to know yourself in order to uh, nothing makes sense unless you make it make sense right that's my su- subtitle i only got here because of religion okay and i'm going to take my time and say it on purpose uh, because i deal with a lot of church hurt people mm-hmm. okay uh my dad's a pastor i'm a licensed minister uh, ordained minister uh my mother's an evangelist i grew up in a strict pentecostal church west side of Portland, Texas, small town, church, 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 church. I mean, y'all can just throw a story out there. I would say yes, 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 yes. Right. For lack of time, time, you know, Um, but understanding my, the first page of my book is the source. Okay. I'll I'll send it to y'all. The first page is the source. And I'm going to just give you a, a brief snippet of it because I literally said the day I found God, Was the day i realized i don't need god okay sounds crazy but then i understood from a different perspective again hanging out with different uh spiritual people and and, and shamans and advanced all these different like so i I hung around so many people and i only got that experience being homeless that's why i told you earlier fortunate (laughs) being at the bottom of your life you know what i'm saying i was homeless for two years so i was forced to be on the streets survive however i could so fortunately i ended up hanging out with a lot of yogis and shamans and spiritual leaders and so on you know all these people who are different into astrology different stuff like that right but i grew up in the church i grew up in pentecostal church you know pentecostal and baptist church so i got the best of both worlds right so when i was homeless and broke and hanging out with all the different people and listening because i didn't have no choice because i didn't have nowhere to go so i had no choice but to listen right even if i didn't want to i just listened and I realized at that moment, 2020, 20, uh, 2013, exactly 10 years to the almost to the day now, that everybody's saying the same exact thing. Everybody, I don't care what yeah. religion, denomination, what book, whether you mean out of the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, calligraphy, whatever it is, everybody's saying the same exact thing, they're just expressing it differently. Okay, so. Here's the biggest thing I learned with spirituality. And we take the word spirit. I, I love the fact that people are becoming more woke and spiritual. My idea and my thought process, even as a coach, as a spiritual coach, as an advisor, is that nothing is as complicated as you want it to be. <laughs> it's actually very, very, very simple. Okay. Okay. So when we think spirituality, I get it now. We went from the Bible to you know, Jesus coming back and everybody's going to hell because you're a sinner and so on and so forth. You know, to now it's more of a, oh, okay, you know, God doesn't want to kill everybody. just only certain people. And then now it's more like God loves everybody, but there's some, still some people to do, you know what I'm saying? So now we're going to be more spiritual and we're going to be in tune with Mother Nature and everything, snap your fingers and all this stuff, right? I get it, right? So this is kind of where we are right now. It's a big gumbo of, Everybody doing what the hell they want and don't know what the hell they want but they just doing something so spirituality is literally just this when you breathe that is spirituality that's it yeah. your breath <laughs> your wow. breath think about it your breath is a spirit so when we mentioned earlier the things you say actually have power even in the freaking bible it says it, in the beginning was the word There was nothing physical. It was just a word. The Torah said the same thing. The cross said the same, the word. So spirituality has everything to do with accepting the things that come out of your mouth, which means who you are inside of you, the God inside of you is the spirit. So spirituality means just being coming one with yourself, which is why now I say when you win the battle against yourself. You win ultimately. So, how do you win ultimately? By accepting yourself, which is being a spiritual person and a spiritual being, because you are technically a spirit inside this freaking avatar, weird ass body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. spirituality just really means yo, who is the person inside of you? Like, even right now, I always say I, the perfect example, and I was messing with my little eight year old uh, daughter the other day. She's so funny. And I said, Phoenix, think in your head right now. Who is the voice that you hear? She said, "It's me." I said, "Did it sound like you?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "How do you know that's you talking? Because it's me. It's me inside of me. And it's an eight-year-old t- saying these things, right?" So I said, "When you open your mouth, do you hear the same exact voice?" She said, "Yeah." So it's the same person inside as the same person outside, and she was like, "Yeah." And she said. Wait, that's just like God when they say God is everywhere inside of me and all around me. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, religion, spirituality, God concept, it's all all the same. It's all the same thing. It's really just somebody else's interpretation of how they want to express their inner being. How do you express the stars the moons? And even, uh, I watched another documentary just really messing people's heads up, messing my head up, because they went through a whole documentary of how the Bible is nothing more than a translation of astrology.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what's it called? I've heard that, but um, I was also, I was having a conversation with a former co-worker. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. He, uh, what's it called? he left, and I haven't heard from him since. But um I was having a conversation with a former co-worker mm-hmm. and uh we used to get into spiritual conversations, right? And he uh he said something one day and he was like, Yeah, I uh, I went back home and I was talking to my uh my elders about uh, our tradition more traditional religion. And uh they were talking about like they 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 don't typically tell people about it because most people don't really understand it, and I was I was thinking the same thing because I haven't personally I haven't asked. So I'm a, I'm Ghanaian, right? So our uh, our traditional religion is well, what I believe our traditional religion is is it's more related to I guess what you would call shamanism or animism or what. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to classify it, right? But I was going through when I was like reading up on it. And basically within the first like 10, 15 minutes, I was just like, all of these concepts are the same concepts as Christianity. It's just there are a couple more a couple more celestial beings in between. Yeah, right? which
0: actually if you look at it in more detail with the Bible, they also talk about celestial beings and aliens and different things I, I, we
2: can talk about it another day, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like you were yeah. saying, like ultimately, a shaman. Uh, you said you were having a conversation with a shaman. Ultimately, a shaman is somebody who allows God's spirits, whatever, whatever you want to mm. call them or classify them, to dwell within them and act as a medium. Mm-hmm. Mm. As Christians, what do people say all the time? god dwell within me mm-hmm. <laughs> my yeah. body is a temple for the lord and it's just like it is the same it's the concept. same as that
0: yo look let me pause it's, it right quick because check it out and I, and I had this problem again i grew up Pentecostal, and i and i, I coming from uh pastors and i've been to, uh, to to seminary school and all this good stuff and i get the behind the scenes stuff so when they talked about speaking in tongues, right? You know, the scripture in the Bible came remember the top of my head right now, but we always talk about interpretation. They're, they're, and the scripture in the Bible is like, no, nobody can interpret, interpret tongues unless you've been ordained by God, right? So just like you explain a shaman, right? They're allowing the spirit within them to speak through them as a medium. In the Pentecostal church, if somebody stands up and starts speaking in tongues, only one person is qualified to, 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 to translate, right? That person is supposed to be the translator from tongues to English, right? That's a freaking shaman to me. (laughs) It's the same person. But if you was to say, I want to talk to a shaman or a spiritual advisor. Oh, that's not of God. Actually, you said it's of God more than I did because you said that a person, only a qualified person is supposed to be able to translate tongues that's come from the Holy Spirit into English language. You know what I mean? So
2: y'all saying the same thing.
1: So uh, go ahead. Uh,
2: last point I I know we went we went sort of left but oh don't worry I this wanted this,
1: to... this is going on echo chamber don't worry okay it's fine <laughs> it's but
2: I, I I said all of that so we could bring it back to the uh what's call it called ultimately like you said whether you call it energy it's like it's determining who you are and who you want to be like yeah. your interpretation of your spirit your, your goals, your, it's coming up with that definition for yourself Mm -hmm. and then putting that into the world. And you, and like you were saying, people who don't understand their own power, the people who are so convicted in that idea of, oh, this, what, this spirit this spirit, this religion, whatever, this is my power, or this is where my power lies, their belief is so firm in it, their conviction is so firm that it literally influences hundreds of millions of people. Like, Christianity is one of the biggest religions in the world Mm -hmm. because of an idea that a few people were convicted about early and had the wherewithal to speak into the world. Right. Islam, another one of the biggest religions in the world that people were convicted enough about to speak about and push into the world. Mm -hmm. And now its power is immense. So
1: we're going to to the final uh, point here, man. It's called our Wrap It Up series. Ricky has been a part of this before, man. Laid some gems. Uh, uh, It was very well said and spoken about. Um, So we have our Wrap It Up series. uh, with Mr. Ricky Getwood Jr., so, you got the floor, sir.
0: Oh, that's what's up, man. No, uh, man, this was amazing, man. I, you know, stuff like this. I, I appreciate y'all, for, again, for having this platform. Man. This is what's needed. Uh, I, I really hope that people hear it, apply it, and utilize the information that we're talking about. And we got to push twice as hard because there's so many negative first forces working against stuff like this. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not a popular topic. Uh, we're trying to make people more conscious, more empowered. Right. And the system is not set up for people to be empowered and conscious and powerful. It's to, it's to keep you lying dormant so they could be more empowered and then you be more confused and busy. It's kind of bringing to one of my first points is don't be unnecessarily busy. You know, uh, I and I take, take it from somebody who has five different career paths, you know, and I literally everything, I, everything I say I do, I do it every day. Well, at least I do it within the week. So I'm coaching just about every day. I'm personal training just about every day. I'm massaging two or three days out of the week. I'm playing drums at least twice out of the week. You know what I'm saying? Um, Obviously writing my book, working on that every single day. But these are things that I actually do. They're not just random business ventures. They're not just, let me just make up something to do to keep busy. You know what I'm saying? I am necessarily busy. I used to be unnecessarily busy doing things that I wasn't qualified for and things that didn't line up with my path. Okay. For my life path. So figure out what your life path is. Once you figure out what your life path is, then you start setting things in stone and you apply it over and over and over necessarily. And here's the thing. Be very, very honest with yourself. If you honestly say that I'm not where I need to be, and kind of briefly, I'll talk about this stuff. I know I'm not where I need to be, whether it's mentally, physically, and financially. One thing I don't want want us to be comfortable with is being woke and broke. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> there's a lot of woke and broke people and i i used to be one of them and i'm literally transitioning myself out of that mindset and that was just one of my biggest obstacle, obstacles because i grew up poor and again i so I, taking my mindset out of that poverty mindset is not easy so certain things i do every single day when i, talk, I keep talking about being busy on purpose uh i wake up every single morning to affirmations I would tell anybody this. If you don't do anything else, however you're trying to reprogram your brain and your habits, become obsessed with it, okay? Not like crazy obsessed, but intentionally obsessed to where everything, every single thing you do is lined up with that particular thing. I wake up every single morning, I listen to a video on YouTube called VYBO. Visualize yourself beyond ordinary, okay? And it's nonstop affirmations. I'm successful. I am happy. I am rich. I am wealthy. I'm a millionaire. I travel all the time. I wake up today every single morning. So it's the first thing I hear. It's the first thing everybody in the house hear. I have it blasting loud enough so everybody can hear it. Because <laughs> that's all I want to hear. First thing in the morning. So the first thing in the morning. Wake up. I hear it. Over and over and over. So I'm programming my brain. Because first part of the morning, if you're, let's put it this way. Brief back brief brief backstory. 41 now. I grew up in Port Arthur. I didn't get to Houston until I was like almost 30, right? So that means I spent uh, 20 plus years of my life in the poverty mindset. Surrounded with broken, negative people, okay, surrounded with people who were either going to jail, working for the city, you know, sick, impoverished mindset, you know what I'm saying? So I had to spend the next 15 plus years undoing that cycle, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So become obsessed with undoing it. Even right now to this day, like I have these little sticky tabs all over my house, you know what I'm saying? Like that's all I want to see. I'm on a mission to make sure that I make $2,739 a day, $19,203 a week, $83,330 a month, which equals a million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Like see it over and over and over. It's how you reprogram your brain if you're trying to take yourself to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So become obsessed with being successful in the right lane, not just some random stuff. Find your thing, become super obsessed with it. And when you become obsessed with it, here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing. When you become obsessed with it, everybody around you knows that that's your thing okay when they realize that that's your thing they go do one or two things they'll get out of your way or they're gonna stick around and let you do your thing period okay because you gotta have especially men part of being a man i like to use a stoic man is that you're very set in your ways comfortably respectfully and intentionally okay we talked about earlier, not being an asshole. You don't have to be an asshole to be intentional. I can say exactly what I'm going to do in this very same tone, not being mean, not yelling, none of that stuff. It just is what it is. Hey, I'm not stopping until I hit the million dollars, period. You're either going to be on this train or you're not going to be on this train. If you're not dying, please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Be obsessed with it. But set, set yourself in stone with, hey, this is what I want in my life, and be okay with it. Don't compromise who you are. Don't compromise what you want for any emotional codependency. it's you know, <laughs> something we've all done. We've all done. Yeah. I'm missing something. I feel like I need this. So, and I got this girl who just wants some of my time or whatever, like, yo, she could wait. Trust me. When you become, especially, man, when you get to a certain level or you feel confident and confident with yourself, women come around. That's, that's we all know that. It just happens, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and one of the last things I'm going to say is this, man. If you don't take, probably I should say this thing first because it, it makes so much more sense. Taking care of your body, taking care, taking care of your temple, is what's going to allow you to do all the other successful things that you want to do. Because if you don't feel good, you're not going to look good. Okay. Notice I said it that way on purpose. Sometimes we like to say look and feel. No, no, no. When you feel good, okay, to the world you could be quote unquote ugly, but to yourself you're going to look good because you feel good. You know what I'm saying? So feel good first. Get this body right, man. Make, make sure that you have a proper amount of energy. You're not putting negative stuff inside your system. Be okay with saying, oh, I'm changing my life and it doesn't have to be uh, something super detrimental. I only have to starve myself. Figure out what works best for your body. How much food should you be eating every single day? What type of workout should I be doing every single day? How much sleep do I need every single day? You know, I me to function in these particular areas because you talk about Man, that's a look. You're talking to somebody who used to go on four hours of sleep for five years straight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I ended up putting myself in the hospital. I passed out from a nervous breakdown, literally. <laughs> so that's why now I'm big on understanding I have to take care of my body, I have to rest, and it's a okay because when you rest, you literally wake up at your best. Cause you're giving your body time to reset. Think about the word reset. The first word is rest. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you have yeah. to rest, you know, to reset yeah. your body. Yeah. Rest. Allow yourself time to rest. That way when you wake up and you have these bullet points of things you say you need to do, you have a, so much more focused, so much more energetic, man. And the last thing I'm saying is this I know I said this. last thing is this like life doesn't get easier. You just get better at dealing with it. So yeah. this whole concept concept of things should be comfortable cancel it stop thinking just just forget it It, you there's there's going to be moments in in your life when things are going to be comfortable but it's not it's not supposed to be every single day life is not set up that way it's not this particular life is not set up uh, for us to be comfortable all the time
1: yeah
0: if it was okay we wouldn't be talking about it (laughs) if you think about it the stuff we talk about Okay, the stuff we talk about are applicable things that we see and do every single day. So if it wasn't relevant, we wouldn't be bringing it up. Okay, we wouldn't be talking about it. So it's relevant. Life is not meant to be easy. Okay, it's meant to be manageable, which means if you get very comfortable being uncomfortable and just train your mind and body to get on this cycle of, man, you know what? I'm on the right path because, yes, it's uncomfortable, but I see where the hell I'm going. I see I see where I'm going. So this is this part is cool. You know what I'm saying? Let me go through the process of being uncomfortable. That way, when something happens, which is why I like to use the illustration of working out, then you go to the gym. You may start off bench pressing 100 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Do that for a couple of weeks. Right? Go back next week. Put on 120. Hit that a couple of times. Go back and at a couple. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't yeah. just go in the gym and try to bench press 300 pounds. You're going to die. You're going to break something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's okay to say, this is where I am, but I know where I'm going and I'm just not going to stop. The yep. last thing, I keep saying last thing. The last thing is this. If you spent 30 plus years of your life living in hell, why not intentionally go through a year of more hell just to get to heaven?
1: Yep. That's it. What a what a what a great great message from Mr. Ricky Getwood. Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. His handles will be down in the description, man. Thank you so much, life coach, personal trainer, Arthur drummer, motivational speaker, and a licensed massage therapist, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show, taking the time. Actually, second time being on, man. Really appreciate it. Many more interviews to come, man. Make sure you guys also like and share. Uh, Let's write podcasts. Uh, make sure you guys give you guys feedback on this um are you are you feel like you're zero right now because if you're feeling that way definitely listen to this episode definitely uh respond man let us know what you guys are going through let us know i'm pretty sure either one of us these two guys including myself can kind of relate to what you guys are going through man uh power of the time oh, and evolving uh man how your power is evolving hope um never feel like you know it's over because it's not all right make sure you guys like share and subscribe and I'm Philosophical from the Less Rock Podcast. I'm out.
2: I'm Jay Echo. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank you,
1: guys. Peace, man. y'all. Peace. Man, treat, appreciate you guys having me. Shout out to y'all, man. And
0: uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here, man. You guys are doing amazing things. Like
1: good, man. We're doing good. I see you guys looking looking
0: great. Well, I appreciate y'all for having me out, taking
2: y'all time, and, and promoting positive black image.